Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I'm Josh Davis, officially known as Crash, and I have Joe Cervati with me here on the road. And uh, we're dedicated over here, and we're giving you today's podcast. It's Friday, March 25th, 2022, and we're here to talk about tonight's NBA slate. Crash, how are you, sir? Doing well, Coach. Looks like you're rocking on the road there. You got your big screen TV right behind you, and... Ready That's to go. Right. Yep. I am. I am on the road. And uh, right now I'm halfway between Louisville and Cincinnati. Um, so making some good time. A lot of long road trip, though. That's for sure. But we did not want to miss a day. We've been on this ridiculously hot streak in prize picks. Knock on wood. We keep that going. And uh, wanted to jump on here with you and go over the slate. It's a nice seven gamer today yeah we got a nice seven game slate so we got a lot to get into we're also going to give our prize picks plays today during the show so you definitely want to stay for that um before we get into the podcast just real quick want to thank all of our members and our subscribers if you could give us a like and a thumbs up here on the on the youtube video and hit subscribe if you're not already subscribed that helps us to move up the algorithm and if you want to join us, you can join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. I am on Twitter at JPDavis1982. Coach is at Joe Cervati. And we are at DFSCoachTalk on Twitter. So please join us there. You ready Sounds to get into great. the play? I am. I also want to thank our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks. If you go to PrizePicks.com, sign up. Make sure you use that promo code COACHTALK, though. All one word, no space. You get a free match all the way up to 100 bucks, put right into your account. And as you know, we're still shooting at that 80% number. So prize picks mania for sure uh, yeah. for us here at Coach Talk. Definitely. All right, so let's get into it here. We've got, like I said, we've got a nice seven-game slate. Um, the first game is going to be at 7 Eastern. It's the Utah Jazz coming in at 45 and 28. They're fourth in the Western Conference against the Charlotte Hornets. They're 37 and 36, just sitting at ninth in the Eastern Conference. They're trailing Charlotte um, or Atlanta, sorry, trailing Atlanta by only one game for that 10th and final play in spot. The um, Jazz are favored by three and a half. This game has a 231 and a half implied total. When it comes to the um, efficiency rankings, Utah ranks first in offensive efficiency. They are eighth in defensive efficiency. They're 21st in pace. And Charlotte is eighth in offensive efficiency and 22nd in defensive efficiency. So um for the injuries we've got hassan whiteside is day-to-day so he's going to be listed as questionable and then we have uh azabuki bogdanovich and daniel house are out okay so who do you like here coach um in this first matchup i think the the standout here is donovan mitchell i mean it's just mm-hmm. a, a great matchup for him uh, I like his price. He's going to get some additional shots, especially if Bogey's out again, uh, which I'm thinking he will be. Right. Uh, just a good, good pace game for him as far as, uh, you know, at his position playing 
the wing and sometimes the point. Uh, I just think it's a good fit. He's my uh, top play in this game uh, from, from that side of the ball. Also, Rudy Gobert, not a bad play here either. Um, has, again, they don't run anything for him. So offensively, he somewhat, you know, uh, has a, a floor that's not too conducive. But overall, could be a big rebounding game and stocks, you know, in general. So those would be the two guys I'd look for. Uh, four from that side of the ball. Yeah, I like Rudy Gobert as well here. He's 7,600 on both sites. Um, Charlotte's allowed the fifth most fantasy points to centers. The last time he played them was on December 20th. He had 23 points and 21 rebounds for 55.75 DK points. So, um, like I said, that was earlier this year on December 20th. So it's been a little bit of a you know time in between there. But uh, I do like Rudy Gobert. I also like for Charlotte, I like Miles Bridges. Um, he's 7,800 on both sites. He scored 40-plus DK points in three of his last five games. So I do like Bridges on the uh, Charlotte side. For, for Charlotte, for me, I'm, I'm really honed in on Terry Rozier. I just like this matchup for him. I think that, you know, he's got a chance to stuff the stat sheet with some rebounds, a lot of scoring. He's his assist ratio is even improved. Lamelo's minutes have been a little wonky lately, and uh, you know sometimes he gets a ton of minutes. But oops, sorry, big bump. There's been a lot of games where he doesn't get a ton of minutes, and when he doesn't, you got to remember Terry Rozier is a point guard at heart. He played point yeah. for the Celtics for a long time, and with the extra minutes, when whenever balls off the floor. Um, you know, he's definitely getting those assists. And sometimes he's even running alongside the old timer, Isaiah Thomas. And you know that, you know, he's going to just shoot only. So I just like the whole build around uh, what Rozier can bring in this game. Yep. I like it too. Let's move on to the next game. Um, it's also a seven o'clock Eastern game. It's the Washington Wizards coming in at 30 and 42. Um, they're sitting at 12th in the East, five and a half games behind Atlanta for that last play-in spot at the Detroit Pistons, and they are eliminated from the playoffs, so not a lot of motivation for them um, coming into this game. For some reason, Detroit's actually favored by two and a half, which was surprising yeah. to me. Um, but in this game has the second lowest implied total on the slate at 218, so probably not going to you know go to many plays in this game, but um, Washington and offensive efficiency, they're tied with Indiana at 19th. And defensive efficiency, they're 25th. Uh, pace, they're tied for 22nd. And then for Detroit, um, they're 28th in offensive efficiency, 24th in defensive efficiency. And in pace, they're tied for 13th with the Clippers. So both of these teams are not very, you know, not very good, honestly. Um, on the injury report, we've got Kyle Kuzma and Vernon Carey are questionable. Diallo, Chris Smith, and Isaiah Livers are out. The only play that I really liked here, Coach, is a value play in Corey Kispert. He's 4,300 on DraftKings, 3,800 on FanDuel. Detroit's allowed the second most fantasy points to small forwards. So what, what stands out to you, if anything, in this game? Well, you know, 
it's hard not to have some interest in Porzingis if Kuzma sits, but it is the second mm-hmm. night of a back-to-back, and we all know Porzingis is not much to be counted on, especially on back-to-backs, but he did play in the last one. So I'll keep an eye on that. His price is a little too high right now, but if Kuzma does sit uh, and I can make it fit, I would. Other than that, it's just really, for me, the three value pieces for Washington, of which I, I would only play one of them. But Kispert, uh, Hashimura, and Avdia in that order would probably be the three guys uh, that I would try to pluck one out for a value play uh, that, that could get there. Um, again, you know, they don't have a whole lot to play for, just uh, – you know, so you don't want to count too much. And the total in this game is pretty bad. So right. on the Detroit side, same thing. You know, you've got you've got guys that are a little too expensive for this type of a game. You know, Cunningham's mm-hmm. a lot. And and Bay's no giveaway either. Uh, Grant, you know, is okay price. But I don't think I'm going to, you know, dial up anybody. I don't want to spend that extra salary when there's a lot of uh, good other options here. So <clears throat> this game could be a complete pass for me or maybe go with just uh, a value play uh, on the Washington side, or if I could make it fit Porzingis if Kuzma sits. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling the same way. Um, not sure if I'm going to get anyone in this game. If I do, it would be like you said, one of the value plays. So uh, with that, I think we'll move on to the next game. Uh, at 7.30 Eastern, we've got the Golden State Warriors, currently third in the West at 48-25 and 25, at the Atlanta Hawks, or 36-37. and 37. So they're, they're currently in the last playoff spot or play-in spot in the East. So both of these teams have something to play for, for sure. Um, yeah, Atlanta, no doubt. Atlanta actually comes in here favored by two. A um, little bit surprising to me. I would have thought Golden State would be favored, but without Steph they've Curry. Been playing so, yeah, they've been playing bad, too. Yeah. Without Steph Curry, it makes sense, though. So Atlanta's favored by two. Um, Golden State's about middle of the pack in, in their pace. They're 15th. Their offensive efficiency is 13th. And then they continue to be a top defensive team with a second uh, ranking in defensive efficiency. Uh, for Atlanta, they come in with a 22nd pace um they're third in offensive efficiency so they're they're really efficient in their offense and then their defense has been struggling they're ranked 26. um as far as injuries go golden state steph curry Igodala, and james wiseman are out and then john collins is out still for atlanta who do you like in this game coach do you like trey young i mean he's been pretty hot lately but he is facing that tough golden state defense yeah, you know, I don't, I'm probably going to be off trade today just because, you know, a couple of reasons. Number one, first of all, I do like this game, and a lot of people I don't think will, but mm-hmm. there are a couple of reasons. I think Golden State is going to have a chip on their shoulder. Um, Draymond sort of chewed them out in the post-conference uh, game afterwards uh, the other day. They, they're playing sloppy. They're going to be very offended that they're underdogs to Atlanta, and I think they come out and play well here. And this game, I think, is going to be competitive. And there's some mispricing on FanDuel here as well for both sides. The two guys I'm going to go to automatically on FanDuel, I think, that uh, where you see uh, some underpriced is is, uh, Clay Thompson 
uh, on on FanDuel, and also Draymond Green on the other side of the ball. Yeah, they're you know fifteen hundred or something cheaper than they are on DraftKings. So those two are pretty easy plays. <clears throat> I know Jordan Poole's going to be very uh, you know very popular, but I'm not completely sold there. I think mm-hmm. I'd prefer to go to Clay, uh, but. Uh, again, on FanDuel, on DraftKings, it may be a different story because I do want exposure to the Golden State side. Even Wiggins is a, a, a thought, but uh, Draymond definitely, you know, and uh, Thompson with a backup to pull and Wiggins. But I will have probably two exposure on that side. And on the Atlanta side, Trey is, is extremely expensive, so it makes yeah. it a little bit difficult there. But I think you can find some secondary mid-level pricing guys, you know, that could step up like a Bogdanovich, a Herder, um, even a Hunter. So I, I'd like to get a, a piece of Atlanta on that side of the ball. Um, Capella is just not getting it done. Uh, mm-hmm. He's really splitting time with the Kongu, so that's a little bit, you know, difficult. But I think I'm going to really just – look at that second tier group of guys which includes Gallinari he's he's uh not listed out or anything is he yeah I believe he's okay in. so Gallo's in that group then with the other ones that I mentioned Bogdanovich Herder Hunter and and, and uh, Gallo probably going to pluck one of those out of there uh and just try to figure out you know which one is a good guy to, to even the, the playing field for that game as far as uh, trying to make sure it's a, a higher scoring game, I think, than it that it's listed as. And I think mm-hmm. exposure here is pretty sneaky. I mean, everybody's going to go pool, but on FanDuel especially, you just can't pass up the bargains. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's interesting because Golden State's coming off that win at Miami, which I thought was a little bit surprising to me. So, yeah, I but like I, I don't really count that one. I don't need to interrupt you, but I don't really count that one as a dream on and guys kind of win. It almost works to me, even inspiring those main guys from Golden State even more because yeah. they sat that one out and they played like dog duty the few games before that. Right. So can you hear Draymond and play in the huddle saying, hey, our, our our backups got went in there and beat Miami. We lost two tank games where we were terrible. Mm-hmm. We need to show up for this game. And Atlanta's defense is horrible, so right. it's a perfect spot for them to attack. I really do. I really do like Golden State here. And <clears throat> from the prop players out there, I I jump on them too as an underdog in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I like uh, a little bit of a value here in Gary Payton the second. Um, he's only four thousand on FanDuel, thirty eight hundred on DraftKings. The shooting guard position, they've allowed the tenth most fantasy points to Atlanta has, and uh, I think there's going to be some opportunities for him to get some playing time. He's a little bit more um, back in the the swing of things with their offense now. He's been back for a few games, so I do like Gary Payton as a value play. Uh, Jordan Poole and Trey Young are pretty obvious. Um, you, you may play one of them. Um, Trey Young, you know, not the best matchup for him, so I'd probably lean more towards Poole. But he is going to be chalky, so you have to take that in consideration. Anything else on that, on this game, or do you want to move on? 
I'm ready. Move on. All right. So for the eight o'clock games, we have the New York Knicks, um, 31 and 42. They're five five games behind Atlanta for that last playing spot. At the Miami Heat, 47 and 26, first in the East, uh, one game ahead of Milwaukee. They are favored by five and a half points in this game. This game has the lowest implied total on the slate at 215 and a half. Um, the big news here on the injury report is Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle are questionable. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that for sure. Um, and then for Miami, they have quite a few injuries as well. They've got Robinson, Tucker, Caleb Martin, Tyler Hero, and Jimmy Butler are all questionable. So in my opinion at this point, I don't really know that we can go much into this game, Coach, until wow. we get that news. Yeah, you know, it's it's a low total, and, de- you know, defense will, will be better in this game than you want for DFS purposes. Number two, there's 9 million guys that may be in or out that could affect it and create a situation where there's value or, or that we want to get to, but we don't, don't know that yet. Yeah. And then the third element is even more confusing is Miami with this big blow up on the sidelines. That was something else, man, with, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Aslam saying he's going to kick Butler's ass and, <laughs> yeah. and they're arguing and supposed to throw out about 25 F-bombs. It was, it was crazy. Right. But <clears throat> here's the problem I have with that. You know, I love these. Those are the kind of things I feed off of because you usually can get a good read from a team. But I don't know how this is going to turn out. It either is going to be, which I think it, I'm leaning towards this thought, a rallying cry. It's Pat Riley. It's Eric Spolstra. It's the Heat organization. They're going to get behind closed doors, MF the living daylights out of each other and say, mm-hmm. now, listen, we're brothers. We're out there. We're in battle together. This, we put this behind us and we win. So I do think that's the approach they'll take. But there was some pretty nasty stuff said. Did you hear some of the other stuff that was said? I, I, didn't, I didn't catch that. So the, what in, instigated it is Butler yelled to Haslam because they had words on the side. He yelled to Haslam, the only reason you have any rings is because you rode Dwayne Wade's coattails. So that really pissed him off. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that then he chirped back at Butler and said, uh, you know, and got just all over his stuff that you've never won anything and you're this and you're that. So, I mean, it got personal. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, if there's if it divided some of the sides, we know we hey, you get that with Butler. Let's face right. it, everywhere he's been, Cat Cat wouldn't even take the, the core with him. He was so afraid of him. He, so it, it was, you know, <clears throat> that comes a little bit with the territory, and I'm hoping that the Heat are able to rally around it, but I'm going to tread very lightly for a game or two and see how this plays out with the Heat because it could go either way, although I expect because of the tremendous respect I have for Riley and Spolstra that it'll go the right direction. So let's keep an eye mm-hmm. on it because, you know, you could get massive value in this game if, if Hero's the only scorer going, if Toppin's in for Randall, I mean, there are some really good value spots, but we just have to wait and hear the news. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we've got uh, three games left. Game five, we've got the 
your Dallas Mavericks, um, 45 and 28, fifth in the West at the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're seventh in the West. Minnesota is favored by two in this game. Um, it has a 228 implied total, the third highest on this slate. Dallas is the slowest pace in the league. Um, their offensive efficiency is 16th. They're very good defensively. They're sixth, tied with Memphis. Minnesota, this is just such a contrast of styles here. They are the fastest paced team in the league. Um, yeah. They have 10th in offensive efficiency and then 12th in defensive efficiency. So good in, in both areas there. So, Coach, we've yep. got a little bit of the uh, irresistible force in Minnesota versus the immovable object in Dallas. So what do you like yeah. in this game, and uh, who are you looking to fade? Well, I'll tell you right off the bat, it's uh, Luka Doncic is a free square on FanDuel. He's 10-4 or 10-6. It's a joke. I can't believe they have him at a mid-10 price against the fastest team in the league, it doesn't play great defense, and he's had a game where he's rested. And if you look back at his career, when he's rested, he is terrific. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the games he gets inefficient and sloppy and turns it over when he's tired. So, I mean, a 10-6, 10-4, whatever it is on FanDuel, 100% everything, cash, hybrid, single entry, GPPs. You can get your neighbor to take a bet on it, you know. <laughs> at him yeah. a case of beer as well. So okay. I love him there. I also like him at the elevated price on DraftKings for all of those reasons I just said. I think he's my pay-up guy. And, yeah, people are going to, you know, that don't watch this all the time are going to say, yeah, Coach is a homer. He plays Luca all the time. Well, that's not true at all. Luca mm -hmm. often is a fade for me or he's priced out or I'll, I'll go elsewhere. But yeah. you don't get a much better spot. He's rested. It's against the fastest team in the league. They're the slowest team. So – I mean, I'm all over Luca. Uh, I don't think it's the worst play if if uh, if you can't get to Luca on DraftKings. I don't think Brunson or Dinwiddie are bad plays, but I will say this: I'm not going to go to Brunson or Dinwiddie because they're priced up a little bit now. And Luca's when he's on the floor with those three guys, he would think, okay, with Dinwiddie and Brunson on the floor with him. If they and, and that's not going to be the whole game. They'll rotate. They they bring Dinwiddie in off the bench usually for uh, for Luca uh, or Brunson either way. But uh, when they're all three on the floor, even if that is the scenario, Luca's numbers go up because right. what happens is they have to guard those other guys. It's not like they have the other scrubs that can't drop a, an eight footer in like Josh Green and. White Powell and, and, you know, sometimes Maxi Kleba, you know, we're talking about, you know, NBA scorers and those two guys. So I, you know, that opens some lanes up for Luca, which is all he needs. And then his assist ratio goes through the roof. Now I'm going to say something here. There's somebody in front of me in the passing lane going 55 miles an hour. Now, should that person not be arrested or get over there, grandma, get over Okay, sorry. About this is that. the content uh, you don't get with any other podcast, right you here. Don't get that. <laughs> and I'm gonna let me see. I hopefully I don't get shot when I go by. Let's see who it is. Oh God bless her. It's just a young girl. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's probably oh. first time job. Um. Anyway, totally lost her. Life. So Luca's numbers go through the roof there. So don't be afraid, you know, and think for a second. Oh well, sometimes Dinwiddie or 
or uh, Brunson or out, so it's going to hurt, you know, Luka with all of them in. It doesn't. His assist ratio is, like, insane, like mm-hmm. 40%. And, I mean, Luka's just a fantastic play here. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how you get away from him. And really, you know, I don't think you have to dig much deeper. Be, don't dive on Dwight Powell right away. People like to, you know, think Powell is such a fantastic play. Here's – I know that Luca gives him some good alley-oops, you know, and, and he gets some interior, and he's not badly priced. But you'll find, and this is very interesting, but take note of this, when Luca's out is a better time to play Powell. And I'll tell you why. Mavericks play way faster with Luca out. Luca mm-hmm. is playing similar to the way Harden did when he was with the Rockets, and he was a one-man show. And he was, you know, dribble, 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 clear out, send a guy through, dribble, dribble, penetrate, look for the open guy, swing it to a wing. Well, that's almost the whole shot clock. So, but when he's out, you have Dinwiddie and Brunson that play much faster and they're handling the ball. They're running that high pick and roll and they're letting Powell get out on the fast break. So make a mental note of this. When Lucas sits, Powell is an awesome play because Dinwiddie and Brunson are going to get him out and running. And Powell's not a, a, a post-up, half-court guy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, He needs to be extended, run the floor, and run the break. So, Luka, great play, not going to go anywhere else uh, okay. with Dallas. With, Minis- with Minnesota, uh, I like the wing defense right now that the Mavericks are playing. And uh, when they have Bullock in there, and he was out for a while and, and not playing as well. He uh, He's just such a perimeter defender. I mean, people underestimate those perimeter defenders. You can't find them in the NBA. Look at what happened when KCP left the Lakers this year. They can't guard anybody away from the basket. And look what's happened right. to the Knicks since Reggie Bullock left. Same thing. They can't guard anybody on the perimeter. But Bullock, I think, will lock down a guy like Anthony Edwards and you'll get some scrappy D from, from Dinwiddie and Brunson uh, on on guys like uh, D'Angelo Russell. So I'm not playing the wings at all for Minnesota. Those are my fades. And mm-hmm. it is, you know, they're going from the fastest pace, playing the slowest pace. Uh, not crazy about really anybody there. What I'll, I'll say this, though. If Cat sits, Nas Reed, plug and play, start, if he, he's going to start, if Cat sits, Reed, I don't think he will, though. It's just a, a contusion on his arm. Uh, yeah. I would play Reed in a heartbeat. I am considering Cat as my other payup, though. I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to go all in on this game, but I would, you know, I'm very tempted to go Luca and Cat, two guys, spend the money, go from there. But I need to see what else happens news-wise with the centers. Okay. Yeah, for me um... – I definitely like the Luca call there with him playing in this paced up game off of a day of rest. Um, Brunson is in play for me. Minnesota's allowed the fifth most fantasy points to shooting guards. You could also look at Dinwiddie. I'm glad you said that about Dwight Powell because I was looking at him a little bit. He did have 41 draft teams points on Monday. Um, I believe that Luca played in that game. Trap, right? buddy. He didn't play when, when he had the big game. Powell had the big game. Lucas. Oh, I, I thought he did. Uh, 
I'm yeah, so it's the look ahead, 38, uh, 38 and a half DraftKings okay. points on Monday. So he did gotcha. play in that game. Um, but okay. I think it goes to what you were saying, Coach, about the pace. Because with the right. Timberwolves being at up-tempo pace, I think it yeah, favors it could, out. It could help him. Yeah. yeah, who did they play when he had that good game? Minnesota. That That's who they played the last time? Yeah, when they had when he had 41. Yeah. Okay, well, then that's – yeah, and that's a, that is a great – that's a great call. And again, that plays in back into that. But I don't know, man. It still feels like a trap to me. I, yeah, I, I would it. be shocked if Dwight Powell gets over 25 fantasy points. Okay. That's just that's just me. I will trust your expertise, coach. Um well so, I hope, you know, yeah. I hope it's good. <laughs> so Kat um is a is a play for me. He's ninety seven hundred on FanDuel, ninety eight hundred on DraftKings. He's averaged just under 48 DraftKings points against Dallas this year. Uh, with them being back in Minnesota, I, I just feel like he's going to have a good game tonight. Just kind of a gut call. Okay. All right. So the next game, which there's a two-hour window between the fifth and the sixth game. So I don't know what we're supposed wow. to do for two hours. but <laughs> um, I guess I'll be driving. <laughs> yeah, you'll be driving, so it won't matter. <laughs> um so we've got 10 o'clock Eastern. We've got the Houston Rockets, who are eliminated, of course. They have the worst record in the league. At the Portland Trail Blazers are 12th in the West. They're three and a half games behind the Lakers for that last playing spot. Somehow Houston is favored by three and a half. Um, Crazy. This is the highest implied total on the slate at 235 and a half. So we've got the worst team in the NBA and a team on the brink of elimination. But for DFS, it's probably the get the best game of the night. That's just how DFS works, right? It's crazy. Exactly. So um, the main injury news that I, I'm looking at here, of course, Lillard and Nurkic and Nasir Little are still out. Uh, Josh Hart and Justin Winslow, Justice Winslow and Eric Bledsoe are all out. So we did get the Hart and Winslow news early today. So those guys are out. Um, Anthony Simons is questionable. So we're definitely going to need that news. Uh, for this game. Like I said, these are two of the worst defensive teams in the league, which is why we have such a high implied total. Who do you like from each side here, Coach? And are you going to stack this game? You know, I, I'm going to have exposure, but I'm not going to be a, a pure stack. And you're going to see a lot of you know, guys do 3-2 here, stack it up, figure, you know, no defense. My only concern is, you know, you're just going to get a rotation of guys. Neither, neither team is playing for anything. You know, there's going to be minutes played by a lot of guys. But mm -hmm. because the defense is so bad and the tempo is so good, you've got to cherry pick some guys out of here. I'll probably go one off on each side. And I can see if you want to get to two. But I think Jalen Green's in a great spot. KPJ's in a terrific spot. Christian Wood's been super hot. Yeah. Uh, so those are the three guys that I would, you know, choose from on that side of the ball uh, with a little lean towards Jalen Green. But, uh, you know, if you play two of them, I would not fault you at all. On the Portland side, you know, it, if Simons is in, which I don't think he will be, because why do you want to push anybody at this point? They're trying to lose games. Mm -hmm. But if he accidentally, for some reason, plays with no re restrictions, and I'd have to know that for a fact, yeah. If there's no restrictions, then I would play him. But if not, you know, I, I guess you go, you know, Chris Dunn 
is probably the next best guy to go right. to. He's beat he's beat out Williams. He started. He is a great points per minute guy. I shouldn't say great. He's he's good. He's a point per minute mm-hmm. guy DFS wise. So he's a reasonable play. You know, Watford would probably be my next best spot there. Um, did you say Eubanks is out as well? I believe Eubanks is playing. Because that's another guy you could go to. He just yeah. signed his fourth. I don't know why they signed him to a fourth 10-day. I mean, the <laughs> dude has played like 30-some minutes a game. Just right. sign him for the rest of the year. He's earned it. Yeah. I think that's pretty pretty cheap of them. You never – you never hear guys getting fourth ten days. Yeah, you, I've yeah. heard I've heard second, but and I don't even know if I've heard third that often. It's usually either cut them loose after twenty or ten, and then mm-hmm. or sign them for the year. So anyway, just a Four. bone wow. pick there. But those are really the guys I'd look at. You know, Don yeah. Watt for uh, Eubanks. You know, one of those or two of those guys, and then you know the, the other guys on the other side. So I wouldn't be like a dead stack. I don't think the optimal is going to have five guys from this game, mm-hmm. but I do think, like I said, that you do need to have some exposure. How yeah, about you? Are you stacking? I'm, I'm leaning towards it. Um, I do like Jalen green and Christian Wood the most on Houston. Um, obviously we need the news on Anthony Simons because if he plays, that's going to change some things for me. If he doesn't right. play, I like Chris Dunn, like you mentioned, for value. I also think Ben McLemore could be a decent value play here with Josh Hart and Justice Winslow both out. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Watford and Eubanks, obviously, Houston's allowed the most fantasy points to power forwards and centers. So those guys make a lot of sense, too. But um, I do have one, not to interrupt you, a question I don't want to forget. They played Jagoon next to Wood for some of that game. Uh huh. That, that, that is a little interesting. What do you think? Is that something you think could happen? Because, you know, Jen Goon's price isn't great, but right. he can put up 1.3 points, DFS points per minute. Yeah, he hasn't had that stealing game yet against Portland. Not saying he can't, but I did look at him quite a bit and uh, I got off of him. But, I mean, it could be a great Good. play, definitely. Okay. Maybe GPP. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so the last game of the night is uh, 10.30 Eastern, the Philadelphia 76ers at the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the Clippers are reeling here. They've lost four in a row. Philadelphia is favored by five and a half. It's a 221 and a half implied total, so it's one of the lower totals on the slate. Um, for me, I'm looking at primarily Joel Embiid in this game if I don't go to Carl Anthony Towns. Not really a lot I like in this game outside of that. Um, maybe James Harden. What about for you, Coach? Yeah, you know, I hate going – it seems like I'm always going into these late games with almost no exposure. And, again, I'm the first guy to preach, don't let the time of the game totally affect you as far as rostering guys. You know, when you really think about it, it should not be any concern when they play. It's not going to change – the amount of numbers they're going to give out. So when -hmm. people say, well, I have to have exposure to the late game. Well, why? What if the late game were, you know, two G League teams? You're going to put guys in just because they're the late game? I mean, it makes no sense. You you just need to get the points when you can. It it does suck, though, when you have, you know, no – you just got to sit and watch people climb the the ladder to catch it. 
but it mm-hmm. is what it is. I, I'm not crazy about this game. I'm with you, 100%. I'm either going to go Cat or Embiid, trying to decide which one to go to. Uh, Clippers, like you said, are reeling, so I don't really trust them. Uh, but Philly's on a road trip. That West Coast road trip, you can throw some real bad games in there. So, uh, again, Embiid is on this, you know, last 10 games or so of the season. He wants to solidify MVP. He's going for it. And so yeah. that makes me want to play him even in a scenario here where I think they could get the better of the Clippers. Uh, he's the only guy I'd consider on the Philly side. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, the Clippers are just, uh, you know, it, it's impossible to figure out. I can't get it right to this point with between the Mans and Canards and mm. and uh, who else is – who are some of those other bums? I just – they drive me crazy. Coffee and coffee. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, on Marcus down the road. isn't a bomb, but he has his big games and then he'll have it done. You know, they're not playing their guys tons of minutes right now either. Right. I see a lot of minutes sharing. All of a sudden, Hardenstein's getting 20 mid 20s. Mm-hmm. They even played Hardenstein and Zubots together the last game. Oh, wow. So yeah. that so if they're gonna start really screwing around like that, you know, I don't I don't want to sit there with a, a Morris or a coffee or a man or a canard and they play 16 minutes. So mm-hmm. uh you can have the Clippers. I, I'm not I'm just not interested. Uh I'd love if Hardenstein started. I would I, I think he's he's been such a terrific points EFS points per minute guy, but he's not. Yeah. So uh yeah, I'll just I'll roll down the road, maybe with uh, just sit on Embiid for that late game would be really cool, and and that's about it. Yeah, I agree. All right, Coach, I think we're ready to move on to our prize picks plays of the day. Uh, Do you want to go ahead and start it out and give us your second favorite play of the day? Well, why don't you give our, our people a little update on our prize picks aspect of things? Uh, our our partnership and how how that's been rolling so far. Not to put you on the spot, but you know you can look at stuff better than I can. Yeah, because uh, I appreciate everybody that's listening in. We combine because obviously it's I'm on the road. I'll be able to do the podcast tomorrow, sitting down in front of the computer again. But uh, I'll try to get Dirk up behind me too. But uh, you know, just want I'm appreciative of the people that tuned in to hear the prize picks plays because it's made them a lot of money recently. Why don't you fill them in on that? Yeah, so we've been, I don't know, 80% probably over the last week and a half on our prize picks plays. Um, we've really been nailing them. We've recently partnered with at the Fortune Four on Twitter, and uh, those guys have been great. We've been doing two plays a day. We'll have a play, and they'll have a play that we combine and we post out on Twitter. So if you haven't seen that before, definitely be looking for that. We'll have our top plays of the night for each site. And um, if you haven't joined Prize Picks yet, join them at PrizePicks.com. Use promo code Coach DFS or Coach Talk, right? Just Coach Talk, yeah. Coach Talk, yeah. Promo code Coach Talk, and they will match one hundred percent. 100% match your first deposit up to $100. So prizepicks.com, promo code Coach Talk. And uh, with that, Coach, I think we're ready. Absolutely. 
All right, my uh, second play is under PRA 20 and a half, Anthony Edwards. Uh, again, I think he'll get some Bullock defense, the slow, uh, slowest team in the league, Dallas, and he still has D'Angelo Russell and Patrick Beverly and Carl Anthony Towns and, and Jared Vanderbilt. Lots of miles to feed there. I'm hoping that they're going to keep Mr. Edwards under 28 and a half PRA. Yep. Yeah, hopefully he does uh, not as much against Dallas as he did against my Milwaukee Bucks when he absolutely tore them up. <laughs> so um, that wasn't pretty. Yeah. That was not pretty. So for me, I am going to take the under. Um, my, my second favorite play will be Luka Doncic under eight rebounds. Now, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you just <laughs> say Doncic? Yeah. You said Doncic. It's not Doncic. I am going to take – you have to take off that Mine's hat good. right now. Take that Coach Talk hat off until you say Doncic. 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 There you go. Doncic. Okay. Luka Doncic. <laughs> oh, my. Under that's like, that's like saying the word Jesus wrong. Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there, Coach. Oh, man. I'm um, playing with you. I know. So Luka Doncic under eight rebounds. He's averaged six point yeah. eight rebounds in his last five. He's gone under in four of his last five games, and he did have six rebounds against Minnesota on Monday. Uh, Minnesota shoots the lights out at home, especially. So I just don't think there's going to be that many opportunities for him to get those many rebounds. So I'm taking the under. All right. All right. Play at your own risk. <laughs> can you hear me okay yeah all right my top play is over pra and it just happens to be the same exact number as my other one it's over 28 and a half terry rogier scary terry for a lot of the reasons i mentioned earlier i like some of that shift he's getting a point when ball's out uh he's been scoring this is a great matchup for an up pace up tempo his assist ratio and uh you know uh, grabs some rebounds does the whole thing so uh terry rogier is my top play be the play that uh, we also release to uh our friends at I call them the fantastic four, but they're the fortune four. So yeah. it's over PRA 28 and a half. Uh, the air crash? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, we're having there, buddy? difficulties. You still there? You're breaking up on me. Yeah, you're breaking up on me too. So I think you're in a little bit of a rough spot right now. It's all right. All right. Um, did, you, did you get the 28? You got my yeah. My I did get play? that much. So it's Terry Rozier over 28 and a half PRA. That's it. Okay. All right. So for me, for my top play, I'm looking at Jordan Poole over 23 and a half points. As we mentioned, Atlanta is really bad on defense, especially against point guards. Um, with Steph Curry out, I just think that, you know, he's been hitting this number lately. I think he hits it again. 
probably around the 25, 26 point range is what I'm projecting for him. So I do like the over on Jordan Poole. And Coach and I both will have more of our top plays in our Discord for our members. So if you haven't joined us yet, you definitely want to join us at DFS Coach Talk, and we'll get you our top prize picks plays uh, in our Discord. Absolutely. And that's, you know, we're giving several there. We have a prize picks channel right in Discord. You don't want to miss out on those. You can join us for as little as three uh, days for 10 bucks. Perfect time. Always like that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have some more golf plays coming out. Baseball uh, preseason or not preseason, I guess, spring training games. And, uh, you know, catch us. We'd love to have you. And uh, also stay in tune with us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Our man Colin Chachoff will have all the information on there for you. And then on your way out, this is really important. We do this podcast under all circumstances. You can see today, seven days a week for free. We want to continue to do that. We need some more thumbs up, some more likes on Twitter, we are on uh, YouTube. We want to get both of those numbers up. So we really appreciate the thumbs up and comment and uh, fantastic. Great job today, Crash. Your first time hosting, correct? Yeah, my first time hosting. So what a way to way to way to start it out, you know, with you on the road and your big screen TV behind you and running into crazy drivers and road rage. No, not road rage, but you know. Uh well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a odd, lot of fun. Odd, odd doing the show with no notes, no nothing. So it's yeah, you know, no, you did great. Brain. <laughs> you did Trying great. Trying to squeeze coach. out and remember. <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job. Anything else you want to add before we head out? Uh, no, I think that uh, I'm going to send a quick text over to Donkic so that he can get uh, <laughs> slap you around a little bit. But uh. yeah, I think I heard some of the major networks pronounce it Luka Donkic too. So they, they should be fired fired on the spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the words of Coach. All, All right, right, everyone. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we're going to be back tomorrow. Coach will be back in the normal situation a little bit in front of his screen and sitting down and everything. Two two brains are better than one tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, two brains are better than one. Also, we give out a free FanDuel GPP lineup, so be looking for that tomorrow. Uh, We'll join you guys tomorrow when we look to crush it in the NBA.